Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Let's welcome Paul Sterling to Lifestyle with Dr. Moby. And he's actually specialist in communication and relationship expert, one we all need all the time. So, and I am sure after watching this episode, a lot of people will love to ask you specific questions. Uh, and this happens to all these uh, our episodes, which kind of evolve around relationship, communication, and so forth. So let's welcome Paul. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks, Dr. Moby. And, and I think you're really right that the quality of our life is based on the quality of our relationships. Yeah. And the quality of our relationship based on the quality of communication. Yeah. And the last part of that is when communication falls apart, uh-huh. so does everything else. And and we have your uh, great um, you know powerpoints, and we'll uh, use them throughout our show. So basically, I will ask you first. You know, why is it important for humans to communicate? I'm sure there are animals; um, they also communicate. Uh, so what what is different? Well, let's look at, if you want to go to big picture to the small picture, the big picture is the reason to be in a relationship mm-hmm. is to get your needs met. Now I studied, I used to work for Tony Robbins years ago. Most people know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about the six core needs that we have. And so what communication is, is a tool that we use to try to get our needs met. The better at at communication we are, normally the better we are at getting our needs met. And there's a huge difference between talking and communicating. Mm-hmm. Talking at somebody is one way. It's like, I'm going to tell you how it is. It's uh, Versus communicating, which is getting a two-way dialogue going where y- the other person feels heard, understood, and valued. It's mm-hmm. so critical. And a lot of times all we're doing rather than listening is we're waiting for the other person to shut up long enough that we can tell them what, how bad, stupid, wrong they are or what our opinion is. Or, you know, it's like, and what I want people to do is kind of look at, um, have they ever wondered why the people they love the most can also be the most difficult to talk to? Because so much is involved in it and it's like what we want. And you can interrupt me anytime. I've just got, I've got some slides I'd love to go through, but I want to just, yeah say people want it to be like this like it should feel easy and fun like this little kid we just communicate back and forth just like playing tennis and Mm -hmm. it ends up feeling more like this like a wrestling match and like i'm gonna get my point to point across you're gonna get your point across and it kind of boils down to like um Well, if we get it wrong, if we get communication wrong, what happens is somebody doesn't feel heard, understood, and valued. And when you don't feel heard, understood, and valued, you try harder. And you try harder, and people yell. And it ends up, the harder you try, the worse it gets. And we trip each other's triggers Mm -hmm. and ends up in a constant state of conflict that erodes trust and intimacy. And it ends up taking weeks, months, or or never recovers. You know, when I work with couples, because I work with couples from all around the world, what ends relationships is rarely a lack of love. It's more like we run into problems that are bigger than our skill sets. And you, as a fellow communication expert, 
I'm sure you've seen plenty of times when people are desperately trying to communicate a, a beautiful message, but the way they do it almost guarantees that the other person's not going to hear it. So that's if we get it, go ahead. I said that's so true because, you know, um, you know, the communication is so important. And this actually is for everything. It's not just spouse or those relationship. It could be friend. It could be colleague. It could be patient, doctor. And uh, that's what we used to teach uh, basic skills is that, you know, we, and nobody is born with, I mean, some people are gifted, of course. But the good news is it can be learned it can be mastered to some satisfaction or we can improve well, i need to improve too so i needed to actually work on it and i loved it uh, when i found how to do that so that's what we're going to talk about right yeah and and see the thing is somehow we think like if i was talking to you about golf and said well you ought to try you know my instructor is really good come you know, he'll mentor you and you'd be like, yeah, really? Let me, I want to go learn. Mm -hmm. If you want to learn about fishing or you want to, we get mentors. But what, what happens is somehow we think in the most important area of our life, our relationships, that we shouldn't be mentored in the area of communication or getting our needs met. We should just know what to do mm -hmm. or parenting or yeah. all of that. It's like, so what you're saying is it's a skill that can be learned and it's a critical skill. Mm -hmm. So let's look at what happens if we get it right. If we get it right, and this is so critical, both people want to feel heard, understood, and valued. And if they feel heard, understood, and valued, they lean in. They want, you know, like their their hearts feel held. Um, and I was just working with a couple that, that have been together for 30-some years, um, my beautiful couple from Canada. And it's like they both were desperate to hear to be heard, understood, and valued by the other. And it, when that happens, you can you can even meet triggers because we all get triggered. But if you meet triggers with compassion and courage and curiosity, hmm. it's, it's this spiral that ends up having people feel confident and know how to repair. Because hmm. um, I'm a whitewater kayaker. And hmm. I don't know, have you ever whitewater rafted or kayaked? Once. <laughs> that was all it took. Just one. That all it took. It's because I don't know how to swim. So I thought, oh. uh, so I thought okay, maybe once I'm lucky to, I do one, one time one thing, uh, which I'm not good at, <laughs> just to see <laughs> what can I do. Well, that's incredibly courageous to go whitewater rafting if you don't know how to swim. And see, the thing is, kayaking, you get flipped over in the kayak and you need to know how to roll back over or you need to stay off of rough water and the important thing if you think about in communication in relationships if you're going to have talk about tough topics you're going to get triggered or your partner's going to get triggered and if you don't know how to handle it it's like everything becomes this big disaster but if you know how to roll in a kayak or you know how to create connection and compassion when somebody's triggered you can talk about tough topics and not worry about it. And if you can, you can repair it. So your communication builds trust and intimacy and you can rebound in minutes. Now, I'll give you a tiny bit of my history is my dad was a recovering 
Catholic, alcoholic, Irish, and temperamental. And he used to say that the best defense is a strong offense. Now, that might have been great in football, mm-hmm. but it sucked to grow up with. Because whenever he felt vulnerable, he would get offensive. And that's how I learned how to communicate. And that was one divorce, four broken engagements that I went through before I learned to change. And luckily, it's a learnable skill, or, or, I, or I never would have gotten there. And I never would have ended up writing this book, The Are yeah. You Less, Love More. So, Let's just look at what's happening in the culture right now, because every 30 seconds, and it's a $33,000 thing happens. Every 30 seconds, somebody gets a divorce. Oh, my God. Now, that's not, nobody ever gets married thinking, you know what, I'm, I just want to get married temporarily, um, and then I'm going to make the person I married miserable, or they're going to make me miserable. So. One of the keys here is learning how to communicate with each other in a way that doesn't drive the other person away. So have you ever mountain biked? Ma, no, not, uh, you know, I used to have the uh, other bike, the, uh, not oh, the road bike, the, you know, the one which, uh, which is electric. So, oh, okay. Uh, but I don't know if you're familiar with this. This is a cattle crossing. Uh-huh. And I I mount bike. That's actually a picture of the back of my car, my mountain bike on it. Now, I could go across that cattle crossing with the green line, mm-hmm. you know, in that direction. And I it's a few bumps and I get right across it. If I try to go in the other direction, if I try to go across a cattle crossing in this way, it pretty much guarantees I'm going to fail. Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with relationships? There's a way to communicate that's like this, and it's a little bumpy, and you get across, and there's a way to communicate like this that pretty much guarantees you're going to fail. So what I want to do is give people an idea of what causes somebody to lean in versus lean out. What creates connection, compassion, and cooperation? What creates resistance, resentment, and regret? Mm-hmm. Now. What we all want is we want three things. Mm-hmm. We want to be heard, understood, and valued. So let me just play along with you for a second. Mm-hmm. Is When you're communicating, do you want those three things? Uh, I think, you know, it is uh, most people will like heard first. Yep. So everybody wants to talk, but nobody wants to hear. So when they're heard, they want to be also understood. So mm-hmm. do you want to be understood when you communicate? Yes, of course. The either acknowledgement and then you basically, and then comes the value. So I think the value cannot come before heard or. Right. Not. Yeah. See, this is one, this is two. This is three. Now, what I want to do is is ask you, which one is the biggest problem in these three? And I'm kind of setting you up here. You you may not agree, but it's okay. 
No, no, that's that's good. We need to. Uh, it doesn't matter. We agree, yeah. but it is uh, you know point basically well taken. So uh, I would say if you are not heard, I, you you can go to uh, anything else. Well, here's where the biggest problem that I found mm. is that we are afraid that if we understand, it equals agreement. So mm. if you look at it. I originally was working for a company and I, I just happened to, I was a consultant for years. I traveled around the world um, mm -hmm. consulting in the US and Hong Kong. And one of the companies I was working for, I was watching the president of the company argue with one of their managers. And this was when Bush and Kerry were, you know, there was that uh, they were both running for president. And one of the, one of the people was, Bush, one of us carry. The thing is, I watched neither of them could listen to each other because they were afraid that if they actually understood the other person's point of view, that it would equal agreement. And couples do this all the time. It's like, you don't, uh, the, the wife may say, I you don't respect me anymore. And the guy goes, yes, I do. And they get in this argument. And what would change it completely is if he could enter her world. So the whole idea of using language to be able to enter each other's world. So, well, what, can, can you do a role play with me for a second? Just tell me. Yeah, be the, yeah let's, let's do that. would be such, such a fun. Huh? Yeah. So you'll be the person. And what I want you to do is, is I'm going to have you hold up your hand like this. And if I, if I, if you feel like I'm, or actually just lean in. If you feel like you're being heard, understood, and valued, lean in. And if you feel like you're not, lean back. Okay? Yeah, that'd be perfect. So just tell me that, that I don't understand you. I tell you, you don't understand me. Yeah, you don't, you don't feel understood at all by me. Uh, Paul, you are just ignoring me. I'm not ignoring you. You're hearing me wrong. It's all your fault. I, I'm, I'm doing it right. You're just listening wrong. Oh, <laughs> it's been more than once. <laughs> you just, you, you. Don't, well, I could go on and on, but I'm guessing you didn't feel very heard and understood right then. Yeah. yeah. So because, let's try it again. Yeah. It. Paul, you're not hearing me. Hmm. So, Dr. Moby, I, I'm guessing you don't feel very heard and understood by me right now, and you're wanting to really be heard. Is that closer? Yes, yes exactly right. You need to pay attention, Paul. <laughs> ah, so tell me more. Now, by the way, just for the guys in the world, this is a great aphrodisiac, but three magic words. Tell me more. Most feminine women or feminine, and you know, we all have masculine and feminine, rarely get heard. Tell me more. So, what I want to do is I want to lean in and go, Tell me more. Okay. So, that'll be the Valentine uh, kind of phrase, catchphrase, code word. Have a nice yeah. Valentine. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. Because yeah. if you look at it, do you, I, I'm taking a wild guess. You speak more than one language. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. How many languages do you speak? I speak uh, uh, five languages. 
Five languages. If I spoke five languages, I would have a tattoo across my head saying, I am amazing. I speak five languages. <laughs> but um, what I do is I teach people the language of love. And the language of love is the language of feelings, needs, and requests. And so what I'm trying to listen for when I'm listening is I'm trying to listen for one of two things, either an act of love or cry for help. So when you said, I don't feel listened to right now, when we did our little role play, which one of those was it? Was it an act of love or cry for help? It was cry for help. And this, I'm not going to say this is perfect. Like all communication is always either an act of love or cry for help. But this makes it a lot easier rather than thinking it's a judgment or an attack and I need to defend myself. It's like, oh, it's an act of love or it's a cry for help. And if you look, and I'll be uh, dance delicately with politics, but if you look at the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and one of my uh, one of my mentors who transformed my life is a guy named Dr. Marshall Rosenberg, creator of nonviolent communication. He Israeli, uh, a Jewish, and he would work with the Palestinians and the Israelis because. Okay. He wanted to go, He, because what happens a lot in, in the Middle East is cry for help is met with cry for help. Mm -hmm. And nobody's going, wow, and listening to that. And see, we can look at it politically, mm -hmm. but it's also in your family. Your wife is crying for help, and you attack back with a cry for help. So it's like learning how to translate everything into the underlying feelings, needs, and requests. Is that making sense? Yeah, yeah. If both are crying for help, then who's going to do act of love, right? Yeah, nobody's listening. And the problem is a lot of times the way we cry for help is I go, uh, Moby, you're being cold and distant and cruel. Come give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we make each other wrong, and then we make a request. Mm -hmm. So what I want to do is, is have people understand that we speak in three different languages, um, all of us. We speak at the language of the head, which is logic, reason, thinking, facts, figures, who did what. And when we're speaking from our head, knowledge is key. And, and whoever knows the most, wins the most, has the most power. Now, the second way we speak is from the heart. So in the head, it's all about reasoning. From the heart, it's all about relating. Here, we're talking about love, connection, feelings, needs. When we're in our logical mind, who cares about feelings and needs? Let's talk about facts. So in this... When we're in our heart, vulnerability is key. When we're in our head, knowledge is key. Mm. So think about in a, in a communication between the feminine and the masculine. And I say the feminine, I'm not saying women. I'm saying because we have all have that feminine and masculine. When I'm in my feminine, vulnerability is key. I want to talk about feelings and needs. I don't care about the facts. I was once engaged to someone who had a photographic memory. Arguing with her was hell. Trying to be heard was hell because she would go back to what? The facts. 
And I didn't care whether it was at 545 or 547 that we something happened. I wanted her to know how I felt about it. Is that making sense? Yeah, yeah. Because you were a different uh, you know, planet or, or pace or uh, you know, um, mode or whatever you can call it. Speaking a different language. We're speaking yeah. the, you know, it's like the language of the head, the language of the heart, or the third language is the language of hurt. And when we're in our, and if you put your hand on the back of your head, that's where your repti reptilian brain lives. That part of the brain that's designed to protect us. Um, and when we're in our reptile brain and we're triggered, what we're trying to figure out is safety and protection. And to do that, I need to know who's the enemy, who's the ally. Uh -huh. And when I'm there, vulnerability is the enemy. So in relationships, like you could come home from work and, and be... There was upset at work. You got a speeding ticket, a flat tire. You come home and you're upset with the boss and you're, you come home and you say to your partner, oh, God, I'm so upset with my boss, da, 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 and I got a speeding ticket. And your partner goes, well, were you driving too fast? Now, what you wanted was you came in and it was a cry for help. I want empathy and understanding. And what I got was a lecture about I was driving too fast. And mm -hmm. what happens is all of a sudden, all that energy that I had about my boss or about the policeman who pulled me over is now aimed right at my partner. My partner has become the what? The reptile. The, well, they become the enemy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And any time that we think that we have to defend ourselves and withhold information and conceal, and we've made our partner the enemy. Mm -hmm. And so that's really critical to understand when I'm in my reptile brain versus in my heart or in my head and what can I do about it. Now, I, we are talking from, but the other side is which one are we listening from? Now, this, the head tends to be a much more masculine way of listening. So we're listening for the facts, figures, who did what, what's the problem, how can I solve it, how can I fix it? And the feminine tends to talk more from the heart and feelings and needs. So it's like learning how to move from here down to here. Mm -hmm. and, and I was just working, I told you with some clients and he's like, I don't know how I feel. I've been, you know, I've been taught not to feel like most men and I think you said you've worked with the military and I've done some too but it's like a lot of times what we do with the military and with men in general is to teach people not to feel that's true and that's that may be great in war but it sucks in relationships so what I want to do is give people the, the big picture. I'm going to give people a really big picture here. Boom. Here it is. Have you ever been to New York City? Yeah. Okay. My favorite. I was, I'm a sort of a country boy, and I went to New York City a couple of summers ago 
even though I was originally born there, I left when I was three years old or something like that. The subway has, I think it's 890 or 70 miles of track. I'm not exact on this. There's 400 stations. There's 27 lines. Now, the subway is overwhelming and complex unless you have a what? What do you need to get your way around for a beginner like me? I mean, you need the map. Exactly. So if you think about it in relationships, relationships are more complicated than we want them to be, but they're simpler than we think they are. But nobody ever gave us a map. I've spent the last 25 years creating this map. Mm -hmm. And this is, comes from studying with people, like I said, Tony Robbins, Marshall Rosenberg, Byron Katie, um, a whole list of people. And so here's the crash course on a map. There are three core things, your heart set, your skill set, your mindset. When you're in, are you, are you married? Are you in a long-term? Yeah, yeah, I'm married. Happy. Okay. So as married, you have a friend, a partner, and a lover. And that one person is meeting all three of those and they have feelings and needs and requests. So in your heart set, what you're trying to do is meet the needs and get your needs met for your friend, partner, lover, that's your spouse. Then over here is your skill set. Now, there you've interviewed a lot of people on your show. There's a lot of different skills people talk about. I'm going to tell you the three core things those skills need to do. The skills need to do clear up the past, because if you don't clear up the past, it's hard to be present because every time that you go to get together, if you're going to talk about something, going to make love, going to do something, the past keeps coming up. If the past doesn't get cleared out, the past is always in the present. And then what's it do to your future? It destroys the possibility of your future. So the skills, what the skills need to do is clear up the past, have you connect and get present and create possibilities for the future. So when you look at your relationship, are you unprepared or are you well-equipped to succeed? And what people do is they start to take it personally about relationships failing and all the rest of it. And what they didn't realize is to have a remarkable relationship, you need remarkable relationship skills and take courses, learn, get a mentor, study people like us. We've spent a lifetime trying to learn about relationships. I look at your bookshelf behind you. I'm sure that you've probably got more. You're an avid reader and learner. Uh, you know, those are medical books, but my book is this one, uh, Keep It Simple, Diet, Sleep, and Exercise. Um, that is true. But, you know, one thing is I really love is that with communications, and I love you giving the roadmap because that helps a lot of us to kind of get, uh, like you're saying, you know, when you go to subway, you need to map, you need kind of roadmap, some concepts. So I love how you explain that, you know, your, um, you know, partner could be friend. I mean, there could be variation. I mean, some could have a lot of friendship and some could have more of issues with being lover, you know, it could be any of them. But those are absolutely right. If if past keeps on, uh, uh, so tell us what things 
uh, you know people can do of course attend some of these courses to gain these concept and that actually helps us all of us it's not a difficult concept you know it's not a difficult concept right well let me give you the last piece and then i'll tell you what what we can do and this is really quick it's your and i call it your ros this is your relationship operating system so you have a computer that you're watching right now using it has its operating system it's invisible but it's running the show if you have one of these which i'm sure you do a cell phone it has an operating system your relationship is that subconscious mind is your operating system it's made up of these three things your habits patterns and beliefs and all of those are invisible hmm. but if you either they're set up to sabotage or support you. Mm -hmm. And for most people, the over 55% divorce rate, people have their relationships get sabotaged because they've got beliefs that are in the way. So I'll give you a quick idea of that and then any questions you have. But I, I go through 13 key questions about how to uncover your beliefs and one of them is if i'm vulnerable with my partner maybe you could answer this for me if i'm vulnerable with my partner they will what just fill they, in blank yeah they they might uh, be at, at a different stage or they might not understand that where you are right and so i would ask people that and they would and people have all these different answers they will use it against me they will run away they will leave me and then on the other side, it's like, if I'm vulnerable with my partner, they will understand me. They will love me more. Mm -hmm. So we have this like one foot on the brake, one foot on the gas. And what a belief is, is basically a combination of a story that we tell ourselves. So as a little kid, if we saw that vulnerability equals weakness, we tell ourselves a story that vulnerability is dangerous. And that ends up being our belief. And then as an adult, we have beliefs become our filter, how we see the world. So what happens is anytime we see, if we believe vulnerability is dangerous, anytime that we see somebody that's vulnerable and gets hurt, we go, aha, see, I was right. We gather all the evidence to prove our beliefs. Mm -hmm. And we ignore all the evidence that shows that vulnerability creates the most intimate, loving relationship possible. So I've just given like this right here, this simple page is a 25 year crash course on relationships. If you, and I'm about to teach uh, starting at the end of February, a 90 day course on how to dive into that and understand it. And we go through the seven core skills that you need to make a relationship work. So People can take a picture of that, can look at it. If they want to know more, they can get a hold of me at the argueless.lovemore.net. And um, what questions do you have? You know, uh, basically, um, first question I have is, what is the difference between, um, you know, working for m men and women? Actually, in the same day, you know, men could have, of course, there is uh, being uh, men, but there i think we we actually said being masculine or feminine and you know so there are days 
where you could have both roles or some role or one or the other. But overall, where do you see they both need to start or um, work on something this so important? Well, first place, okay, so um, to solve a problem, a problem clearly defined is a problem half solved. So the problem, the challenge tends to be is the masculine has a different way of looking at things than the feminine does. And yeah. for the masculine, it's I did that. I made that happen. I got that done. I did that. Boom. I accomplished it. And masculine tends to want to be the hero. Now, I work with straight couples, gay couples, lesbian couples. In almost every couple, there's polarity. There's someone who's holding more of the masculine role and more of the feminine role. And it can switch back and forth. Yeah, yeah. But it's understanding their language. Like the if the guy if it's a dude, and I spent 18 years of commercial fisherman in Alaska, I got a lot of dude in me. I can speak dude. It's like I got that done. I want to be my partner's hero. And so the guy language is I accomplished that, I made it happen. And the feminine wants to be like to feel it. I don't want to have to make it happen. I've done so much work. I want something to be given to me. I want to like be able to receive. I felt that I received that. So part of this whole challenge is to learn how to enter each other's worlds and learn how to speak their language. For the guy who's taught to problem solve, what you want to do is learn how to enter her world or your partner's world so that she feels heard, understood, and valued. So Guy language, if I came to you and I said, I have a flat tire, would you look at me and go, well, how do you feel about that? Would you like to talk about it? It's like, no, I have a damn flat tire. Let's fix it. Yeah. So dudes are for fixing it, and the feminine wants to talk about it. And we're, it drives us crazy sometimes because we just like, I've got 50 good ideas on what you should tell your boss or what you should do. She doesn't want to hear it because she doesn't want to be fixed. So well, she wants to be fixed, but she has a different approach. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the first, what here's a magic sentence. So I, I love to give people. I love that your title was about the simple. I forget the simple three things, but I like yeah. the simple. No, I well, yeah, keep it simple: diet, sleep, and exercise. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. I I want one. Um, <laughs> and and so what the simple thing is when your partner comes to you in pain. They're upset, they're disappointed, they're heartbroken, they're sad. The simple question to ask is, honey, do you want empathy or do you want ideas? Do you want me to just listen or do you want me to help fix it? 90% of the time, and I made that number up, but 90% of the time, they're going to say, I want empathy. I want you to hear me. I want you to just listen. And then... Once you've listened for a while, then they can hear your good idea. But until you've heard them, it's like going into the doctor. And if you sit down and the doctor says, here's your prescription. And you go, I haven't said anything yet. Well, I can see I've, I've already done a diagnosis. When you walked in the door, I could see your eyes were jaundice or whatever it is. I, I know what's wrong with you. And it's like, even if they do know what's wrong with you, you want to be what? Heard first. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, heard and oh, your triangle, you know, heard, heard understood, and, understood valued. and valued. So I think, uh, but absolutely right. What you're saying is makes sense that, you know, like you said, if your tire is flat and or or you are you came home and you had an argument with boss and next thing is you hear that maybe your fault, right? That then really is a kind of sets you up in a wrong way. Uh, and it, it listen, I'll be vulnerable here. I literally had this happen two days ago with my beloved. I had ordered some Christmas presents online on a Facebook thing and I got scammed. Like it's like it didn't show up. I was complaining to PayPal and I I was talking to her on the phone and I said, Oh, I feel really bummed that I got this scam thing and we're having it's all this work. And she goes, well, it seems like you're always having stuff like that happen. And I'm like, <laughs> and I teach communication. It is like I watch myself shut down, like in two seconds, conversation over. <laughs> there is something called the listening switch. Now, it's not a physical switch, but it's it's a listening switch. And as soon as we hear bad, stupid, and wrong, if I'm being made bad, stupid, or wrong, my listening switch goes off. And it's like, I might still be here physically, but mentally I'm gone. I have stopped listening to you. You have become the enemy. You become part of the problem rather than the solution. And that is so nice. So I think uh, for, I, I wish we could do uh, some more tips. And uh, I mean, we can carry on this conversation. You have such an interesting topic. So guys and girls, check out his website and you know read and get his book amazing book show your books sir one time so all right there is the book argue less love more mm -hmm. and what people can do if they're wanting to dive in deep is mm -hmm. they can go to my website and go to the and this is a special page so it's clarity and what we do is we get i spend about 40 minutes with them and we get clear where they are where they want to go, and what are the roadblocks. And if at the end of it, they walk away clear, and we figure out if and can I help them, and are they a good match, and I do it as it's, it's a gift to me to give to people. I, don't, I only do a few of them a week, but that way we find out if we're a good match, and do they want to have a breakthrough? So this is where they can go to argue less, lovemore.net forward slash clarity, spend 45 minutes and really figure out what's going on in your relationship. And thank you so much for your time and the gift that you are. And I look forward to reading your book. Oh, yeah, per perfect. But, uh, you know, it, it is actually very clear on, uh, we, we try to adjust the lifestyle. So, you know, the, but I think a good thing is, is like you're saying, my wife was always telling me to adjust my lifestyle all these years uh, we've been married, but I wouldn't listen. I would say, you know, that is for, uh, you know, animals to eat grass and salad, uh, not for me. But one day it happened. <laughs> I got it. I got it. And that day, now you see, I'm like uh, doing all these shows for lifestyle and I'm teaching people how to do and I asked my wife, I say, are you happy now that uh, she says, um, but you didn't do it when I told you. 
<laughs> there you go. There you go. But I reached after so many years. She says, but I told you many years ago, you didn't listen. <laughs> and that's that thing about the past. It's like the past is still with you until like it's cleared up. And then, yeah, I hear you. That's uh, so common. Well, thank you so much for uh, your time you and energy. Care, take care. And it's been a pleasure. Take care. Thank you, sir. Take care.